Hey, this is Mo Royce from Tragedy, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Doing doing good. You guys are here in New York City as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Nice. So we can just jump right in and talk about tragedy if you like. Um, it, let's where, do it. Yeah, I, I don't know where to start. I've got a lot of questions. So first off, let's. Uh, for those not familiar, can you give us like the two sentence elevator pitch? Sure. Well, we are Tragedy, the all-metal tribute to the Bee Gees and beyond. Um, we started off doing uh, uh, just uh, the Bee Gees uh, disco era hits. Right. And then uh, that was our first album. And then from there, started exploring, uh, uh, you know, doing other artists as well. Okay. So let's... Uh... I found out about you guys from the BG's stuff early on a couple of years ago, maybe through whatever. And so don't take this the wrong way. Very gimmicky, but really, really well done where you get well beyond the gimmick stuff and go, holy crap, this is good stuff. How did that, when did you finally realize, or when did it come to, to you that, Hey, this is more than just cover songs or fun cover songs. We can actually do something with this. Well, it did absolutely start as a gimmick, purely as a gimmick, an idea on paper. Um, and uh, w what happened is we were offered a, a, a weekend of shows at Irving Plaza. Mm -hmm. um, and promoter contacted us um, and said we, we didn't have this band together. He knew our other bands at that point. And contacted us and said, you know, what kind of fun kind of concept can we come up with for, mm -hmm. for this weekend of shows? So we just came up with that idea and we're like, well, that's cool. That's kind of exciting. Like heavy metal Bee Gees, like these opposite things and, and whatever. And then uh, before we even played those shows, we made a couple of demos and started getting offered all these support shows because people love the demos. They love the concept and stuff. And then we played our first show at BB King's. Uh, we were supporting the Aquabats and we walked out on stage in our tight satin and spandex and immediately elicited a response. And then we start playing the music and that created a response too. Right. And so it was very was early thinking, on that, that everybody was thinking, what's that? And everybody's thinking spandex and the whole deal, it's going to be cheesy, but then it's not. Oh, it's it's plenty cheese. There's plenty of cheese on on this on in this casserole, um, but uh, <laughs> but there. But we do like we we. Uh, so it's it's truly inspiring for us. That's the other thing that happened. Right. Like not only did audiences respond to to us, we were all um, you know songwriters. And, you know, never done something like a, a cover band or a tribute right. band or something like that. And we found that doing this, like kind of reinventing music and putting on a show like this was also really creatively inspiring. Right. Um, and 
So to stay true to that inspiration, we just always try to make it like just great music, like something, you know, not like, you know, so many novelty artists who, you know, they may be really funny. There's a joke and you you get it and, you know, pass it along, you share it and stuff like that. But, you know, you're not going to listen to it. It's not going to be your favorite album on repeat. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, we want to, we always want to be something that, that you can enjoy on, on many levels. So, and I think that goes back to my point earlier. I hundred percent get it. You know, once you get, once you start listening to it, they're great. I mean, the songs are great. And I think the, the funness or the attitude you bring is super needed in the world we live in as well. Right. You need people need an escape and it's such a perfect way to escape and have some fun put a smile on your face it is it is you know it, we definitely bring levity to to the world that's the word i was looking for but yeah. even more than that we bring people together who just wouldn't normally be and uh i mean that that is kind of the concept like doing right. you know heavy metal guys playing disco songs right and you do um, so yeah and you guys do so with this great list of songs like even beyond the Bee Gees now i'm looking at the what is it i am woman or the whatever yeah. And I mean, the list of songs, that's like everyone's, or at least in my generation, that's like what I heard listening growing up in my house. All those songs, you know, before metal, or even when I was home listening to metal, you know, my family listened to this. I know every one of those really well. Right. Yeah. We, we try to find source material that's really part of, part of the DNA of the culture. Yes. Um, and because that's going to make it more interesting right. for, for, for people. Yeah. And it works. I mean, I'm just looking at the, the track list here. I'm so excited. All that stuff. I will survive. She bop. Those are great. Did you guys have a hard time narrowing it down to those 14? Well, yeah, we usually uh, on an album, we'll work on about twice as many songs as that, right. you know, what will end up on the album. Um, so not only do we have to find like a, a compelling source song, uh, we need to come up with a compelling version of it. You know, something that that's really worthwhile, something that that we're excited about right. doing. And um, and sometimes it can be very elusive. You know, it's something like "I Will Survive." We've been talking about doing that song basically since the beginning of the band. It's just right. such a you know a, a part of our culture. And uh, like so many disco songs, it's uh, it's very repetitive. The, the chord progression is just the, the same the entire song. And, uh, you know, the original starts off as ballad, and then it's with the same chord progression for the entire song. Right. And it's, it's a beautiful piece of music, the way it was done originally. But, you know, we have to metalize. We have to really kind of dig into the drama and stuff. And it, uh, doing it just always eluded us and then we're working on this album and it was brought up again it was like come on the concept is i am woman we have to have i will survive on there right and i was like yeah we should but we can't come up with a good version so we can't and it was just bothering me um and i remember i woke up one morning with the idea of you know deconstructing it and uh, you know how it could be deconstructed and uh and you know the idea is to kind of go into the 
the emotion, the kind of the the, the dark side of that song, because it's there in the lyrics. It's being told in the story. Right. In the original, she's like saying, "I'm over it now." It used to be, it right. used to be grim and dark and stuff like that. But we get, yeah, we kind of dig into to that side of it. The Which anxiety kind of is the very fear. metal, right? Yeah, yeah, that's very metal, <laughs> right? It it kind of flips the script. That's pretty neat. So, I mean, I was reading your bio and looking at your list of songs. You guys definitely have a sort of theme or message in what you chose as well, right? They weren't just random. This kind of like a overcoming or a, a theme of positivity through these songs as well, right? Sure. So it's kind of about, um, I mean, as best as we can do, you know, about the, you know, the, the, experience of life as as a woman um uh but then so it's not like a it's not all empowerment songs um i mean is you you dig into music by women they're not always singing about empowerment or they're not always singing about romance they're not always singing about that so it, it yeah it really covers like um just but we we tried to and 14 songs in 46 minutes right try to try to get you know include uh, many aspects of of womanhood so and then we tried to reflect it on the on the cover art here too we have you know the romance and we have well disco metal is just the the flaming disco ball that's just pure tragedy right she's a sword she's a warrior she's a fighter She's a mother, unfortunately, on the album cover. I'm having a hard time. There it is. I got it. Baby Lance that she's stuck with. (laughs) Um, And, uh, yeah, she fights for liberty. That's the torch and all that. Um, So, yeah, you know, uh, many different themes, you know, like, and you go through the songs on the album. You have The Freak, which is about partying, and I Will Survive, which we... No, it's that's about right. Chibop about masturbation, you know, memory about kind of losing your youth and and how that can crush you. Lay all your love on me about jealousy. You know, it's uh, so it's it's very rich, very rich with themes. That's great. And you guys, I saw that you guys are taking us out on the road with Steel. We Panther. sure are, man. With Steel Panther. I mean, I can't yeah. give a more perfect matchup, I think. Yeah, it's going to be a good time night after night. Really looking forward to it. Six weeks on, on the road with them across the U.S. And then we're home for a few days and go to Europe for a month. We're out with this band, Nanowar of Steel. Oh, yeah. Um, which is in, in the U.S. They haven't really been here yet, um, but we're and they haven't been to the U.K. yet. We, we do pretty well in the U.K., so we're taking them with us to the U.K. And then we get to go with them to... Uh, to Spain and France and Portugal. Um, it's great to be teamed up with, you know, people who are in, in our very tiny genre of yes. like, you know, kind of fun, somewhat satirical, definitely comedic metal. There, right. There's not but, a lot of us out there. No, there's not a lot of you out there, but you guys do it really well. I mean, I think you and Steel, I don't know Nana War yet, but I mean, you and Steel Panther, while there is that sort of levity and fun to it, it's done it's not done ridiculously cheesy, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, 
we sure, all have the objective to rock really hard, you know, yes. and, and, uh, yeah, the nano war steel too. I mean, those guys go so deep into their comedy and rock so damn hard. That's awesome. And I imagine it's going to be really great bringing that sort of break from people's everyday life, especially in the world we're living in right now, right? People need that little suspension of reality, just like a movie or something to just walk away and laugh and have a good time and sing these old songs. The most common thing we hear from people who just saw a show is the next day their face still hurts from yeah. smiling. And that's beautiful, right? You can't ask for anything better. Yeah. Yeah. And it brings people together who wouldn't, you know, normally go to a, a show together. Right. Um, even like couples and stuff, you know, one of them may be a metalhead and one of them just doesn't care right. for metal at all. And then they come see a tragedy show and it's like, wow, we both like the same concept. Yeah. But I've been at like a, I'm a super metalhead growing up, but if you look through my vinyl collection, it's got like every Bee Gees album as well. So that's, I was really onto you guys from the beginning because, you know, sure, I listen to Slayer, but I'm also listening to How Can You Mend the Broken Heart at the same time. You know, that's music lovers. Right. And, you know, even if we kind of identify, you know, like when I was a teenager, I was like all in with like, you know, punk rock culture. Right. right. But, I loved music and I loved music even before I got into punk rock. And, you know, when I was nine years old, I got into music from the fifties. Right. And then when I was a punk rocker, I was rebelling against the other punks and listening to classic rock and stuff like that. Right. And that's the thing. And, and it continues through the generations. You know, we have, uh, of course, so many fans who weren't alive when this, you right. know, this music from the seventies and eighties was coming out, even some band members too, but they know this music because they love music. And when you love music, you get curious about all the stuff that happened before. Yeah. That's great. I applaud what you guys are doing. I think it's great and well needed. What do you guys have planned after the tour? Are you continuing the work on music or planning ahead? Yeah. So when we get back from Europe, uh, we're going to do some touring in the U S um, on your own. Yeah. Uh, I, well, as, as a double bill, it's, uh, but I can't, yeah, that's it's not, not announced yet. So. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, um, and then hopefully uh, some festivals in Europe in the summer. We'll see. Um, we used to do that every year. We would do a, a national tour of the UK, some mm -hmm. European dates, um, and then go back in the summer and hit a bunch of festivals. Um, right. And it, it's still like, you know, we're still kind of getting back up to speed. Um uh, with the pandemic and all yeah. that, but it should be a very busy year of, of touring. Um, as far as working on new material, um, we haven't, we haven't begun the new album. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, but we have, <laughs> we have an idea. We'll see what happens with this. We be, have this idea that brainstorming lists of songs, right? Yeah. Or concepts or something. Yeah. I mean, it, the reason for concepts it, 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 we, we with an album like it's kind of fun for a listener i think but it actually focuses us uh because there, you know there's so many songs to choose from out there but we're we're batting around the idea of uh of songs of, of broadway you know this album we do uh memory from cats and we're like man this is so dramatic right um it'd be incredible to do a whole album like that um but we'll see I don't know. I think 
you know, some people kind of hate Broadway, you know, some music lovers really hate Broadway, but Hey, you know, a lot of music lovers hated disco and and that, and and we bring them on board. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So lastly, just because you mentioned it, what is it like now touring post pandemic? Is it, do you find it more difficult to get in the mindset or the prepare for that sort of thing? Or is it a show and you just go? It's been it's been a wild ride. We were the pretty much the last band standing in Europe um, in March 2020. We played London as the last last day of our uh, UK tour um, on March 14th, 2020, and it was really weird. Like those last few days, like you know, ticket holders started not showing up, and right. um, it, it was crazy. And we were like, well. See, uh, you know, show, close down for a few weeks, and uh, right, nobody could have predicted. We'll, we'll see. We, 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 like when we left, we we announced our dates coming back in the summer, um, and and that now it'll be over three years since our, our last trip to the UK. Right. So since then, um, since 2021, we've been doing some regional touring, and we went to Canada for a week last year. Um, it's uh, it, you know, when we were first coming out of it you know the first shows out of kind of you know lockdown and restrictions and stuff like that were just amazing it was amazing for everybody everybody saw you know any kind of concert right. or went, Energy you know, whether comedy or whatever it was you know just the, the the amazing feeling of being together again um and that you know kind of continued for a while people really appreciated that they could go out and and go to concerts again and then it it kind of and the the last I would say since I don't know since last spring it's felt relatively normal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been some bumps along the way. I think you know, someone gets COVID, we have to cancel a show, stuff right. like that. And you know, so that's uh, you know, you add that to the list of your worries going out on the road is that you know someone could get sick right. with COVID. Um, but that's just on, on a long list of concerns like that. Right. Uh, we're so excited to, to be going out, um, and, you know, night after night, bring, bring the, the joy to the people. I don't know if you can hear this. My, my cat, Gordon Lightfoot is, is going nuts over here. Oh no! Have you heard of him at all? I saw him stick his head in. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all I've got then. Thank you for taking the time. Thanks so much for for talking with me. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. You got it, man. Good luck with the tour. Stay safe. Thanks. Good luck with your mom. I hope. Thank you. I hope uh, everything's okay. Appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers, man. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.